favorite patches that I particularly like is Baby Yoda from the Mandalorian meme. The child-inspired, <laughs> fully embroidered patch. They also have the fully embroidered patch beanie for the Baby Yoda. <laughs> also, I like the Bernie Sanders, I am once again asking patch. Uh, the 2020 presidential campaign meme embroidered patch. Go to modedstudios.com and place your order now. They're always updating their website and they do custom work. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Go to Moded Studios now and get some. Now on with the show. We come from the city where the girls them sex I talk you say I Wicked body girls gonna make you so Don't ever look Girl them a skill like bad dog go If they really love your dirty man a dang dog go Every hour come and eat a day doko doko Them a wine lo 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 Chikul the tin Them a wine lo 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 Chikul chikul the tin Them a wine lo lo lo
and that was Ross Accurate and I Royal with Low Low Low. Tiki Tiki. <laughs> that shit's so dope. That is an international smash right there. Um, go and click on the link in the show notes to buy or stream that song. And go check out other songs by those artists. Ross Accurate has, uh, he released, uh, last year he released Cowboy Town. Uh, EP last year which smashes as well so Ross has some shit going on so go check him out yeah. hey gang welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast today's guest is Chihiro Shibayama Chihiro is a Broadway percussionist. She is originally from Japan and made her way over to America at a very young age. You know, she's worked on several different uh, productions on Broadway, including Miss Saigon. Uh, let me see. Uh, Cinderella. I'm reading. Sorry, I'm reading off of her website. Uh, and, and, I mean, her list of uh, she's a Juilliard alumni. I mean, she's just she's done it. She's a super athlete amongst the 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 classically trained and, and a lot of that you know what you'll find out is networking and, and and just being easy to work with but also having the talent and the drive to get there as well so <clears throat> i love this 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 episode is packed full of information useful information if, if you're interested in getting anywhere near broadway this podcast right here is going to get you there so stick around uh it's going to be a fun show i my God, I had such a great conversation with Chihiro. Like, I just, I just love her. Like, I don't really talk to her like you know, a couple times, but she's just such a nice soul. And, and again, brave human being who, uh, who, who's been through a lot in her life. And uh, and man, we'll get to her in a second. First, go to randommystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the latest single, Chloroform. Chloroform is a collaboration between Rain Mystique and the Concrete Project, who is no longer with us. Uh, not that any of the guys died in the band, it's just that band does not exist. Actually, we might be doing a song uh, during this COVID quarantine thing, so we might release a new uh, song. But uh, yours truly uh, is, is featured on this single, so go check it out. Uh, also, check out Rain Mystique on Twitch. Reyna has been killing it on Twitch. She is officially an affiliate and she is ready to make money. Uh, she, she can now accept bits and subscriptions. So get your asses over to uh, twitch.tv slash Reyna Mystique, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E. Uh, and then just throw a dot com. Uh, at randommystique.com and you can find me hey there you go just random mystique that's my wife and it's fun I, i've been thinking about twitch uh maybe i'll talk about it Let, let's talk about it on the other side uh check out the new newly redesigned and expanded upon we speak english good.com Yes, it's finally a domain where I can be semi-proud to send my <laughs> my guests and anybody interested in the podcast for five years, folks, for five years, it, 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 that podcast that podcast website has looked like, you know, it's not a pile of dog shit, but it, it just it just wasn't 
what the show represented. Um, my wife helped me build that. And, and honestly, I had no idea what the fuck to put a, into a website. So it's finally coming together. I'm loving it. There, there, I added a bio, which I thought was fun and funny. And I, I, I added the tutorials are up there so you can access our whole collection of tutorials. Uh, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. And and I'm thinking about getting into Twitch, but okay, I gotta stay on subject here. Okay, so like, subscribe, and review. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. YouTube. Find some notable guest and uh, episodes from the past and find the music tutorials and all the silly shit that I put out. So YouTube, subscribe, and then please leave a review. <clears throat> now this is the important part here, besides like, besides the other stuff, those are important too, but leaving a review helps us so much. So if you go to Apple iTunes, or if you go to, I don't know if Spotify has a rating system, I don't know. Anyway that I have a rating system on podcasts, Rate us. Give us those five stars. Give us those one stars if you want to. But mostly give us those five stars. Give us those five star ratings. Uh, leave a comment. Reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Instagram. If you leave a, a, a message on or a review on iTunes, I'll read it on the air unless you tell me not to. Uh, so please do. Th this is helpful. I don't ask for money. I don't ask for anything. All I ask is for reviews so please go do that it helps us um in the bigger picture in the algorithms of the internet anyways thank you uh let's see is that everything i think we hit everything oh man i, I know i'm always forgetting something oh um we listened to a song at the end of the uh of the podcast and that is actually a song I, I'm not sure if the name of the group is element five or but it's a uh, it is it, it's element five and we listen to Isabel and this is right at the end of the podcast uh, we're gonna be going we'll cut to it and this is featuring Chihiro uh, playing with uh, element five it, it's a cool song so stick around we're gonna be playing music I hope you enjoyed Ross Accurate's new single that you heard right at the top of the show there uh, that is from iRoyal and Ross Accurate and uh, that's it i'm just calling it that that's it let's get over to new york city and find out how chihiro shibayama is handling all this business see you on the other side You know, I'm realizing also that no one uses Skype anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, um, let me see if I remember my ID. I'm actually getting used to this whole video platform again, too. Yeah, uh, it's been weird. How has how has that transition been for you f as a teacher? Have you been doing online court online lessons? Not at all. Actually, I consider myself more performer than teacher. 
I actually kept teaching to minimal because it usually ties me down to certain schedules. So I actually only taught、uh, Saturday afternoon. I taught one family. I still teach them, but I haven't seen them recently. And then I teach、um, Monday evening for an hour and Sunday for a few hours. And so the two of those teaching kind of transition to online. But the family I teach on Saturday, they kind of didn't like online stuff. So we're just kind of taking a break. How, how have、yeah. you been liking that transition to online?、Um, I don't love it, but <laughs> you know. It's just difficult. Like, I'm a percussionist and、mm-hmm. I'm teaching how to drum, basically.、Right. And one on one lesson or group, I'm just always having to play together with the students. And most of my students in one school, they're under 10 or 9, so they're、yeah. young.、Right. And even though group lessons can be chaotic, if you transition that to Zoom, It's even worse. Yeah, I can imagine. Because of the lags, and then, you know, if one kid is screaming, then, like, I can't really stop them. Or, <laughs> you know, they're just trying to tell me, I can't hear you, and, like,、right. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't know what to do. So I actually started breaking down、mm-hmm. to smaller private lessons. Oh, okay. Using、yeah. the same time. Right. So that, that makes yeah, more sense. It works better because even though it's like 10 minutes or so, I can actually、um, teach them more because、mm-hmm. I can focus on this one student. I、so. love that piece of advice actually for anybody who's listening who might be having that same kind of trouble. It's like maybe simplify、yeah. the situation, simplify、right. it,、uh, break down into separate lessons within those time frames so that、right. you're not、uh, inundated or overwhelmed with、uh, you know, curious children who tend to be. You know, it, it's, it, it can be hard to lock in、uh, with one child, let alone a group,、right. let alone having that barrier of the internet in between you.、Right. Um, my wife, she does vocal lessons, and actually, she, she does pr- she do- only online lessons, which is、oh, interesting. Diff- yeah, it, it's different with voice, I guess, you know,、mm-hmm. from like drums、mm-hmm. uh, because, or percussion,、mm-hmm. because, you, you know, there's a lot of.、Um, There's a lot of things that you got to see your mouth doing and、right. belly things. So you、yeah. can kind of do that with voice, but I could see the challenge of doing it. Yeah, she doesn't even mess with kids under six, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> right. She, yeah, it's challenging. It's very challenging. Yeah.、Um, I, I'm, I'm curious, you're in New York City.、Uh, what borough、yeah. are you in? I'm、uh, in Queens, but、uh, an area called Long Island City. Okay. Not to be mistaken with Long Island. Right.、Uh, Long Island City is actually a very cool neighborhood that's up and coming. Okay.、Um, Amazon almost moved here,、uh, <laughs> headquarters, and then they didn't. Oh, okay. So, but it's kind of like、um, I don't know if you've been to New York and seen Dumbo in I Brooklyn. I haven't, but I've been to New York、uh, a couple times. Yeah. So, like. It's very close to Manhattan, just、okay. across the river.、Ah, I so it's actually very convenient to Midtown.、Okay. I live off of、uh, first stop and、uh, first stop on subway. Oh, so、Queens. you're good. So it's, it's very convenient.、Uh, so I like it here. Been two years or something. Oh, you've, o- you've only、here. been in New York for two years? Oh, no, no, this area. Oh,、I've、this area. I've been in New York、oh. since like 2003.、So. Oh, okay, okay.、Yeah. So you've been, you've been, you've been, you've been with it.、Uh, okay.、Right. So、uh, I'm just curious, and then how you are 
handling this uh the, the pandemic going mm-hmm. on as a musician um i don't know i guess start with what's it like getting groceries for you well i feel like it's a gamble each time i mean <laughs> um i live with my partner and so we try to go minimal you know mm-hmm. um so maybe once a week or if we can last once in 10 days yeah. we we go to one's like 10 minute walk from here oh. and they started regulating how many people can get in at once right so yeah. i think this is true to most grocery stores in new york city where they have a tape six feet yeah uh like to wait in line mm-hmm. and then they let you in and um i mean we wear our handmade masks <laughs> so, you know we don't have them and uh we just try to wash our hands and but yeah we we go there and trying to give each other and other people space but it's hard you know aisles small so right and, and yeah. i could imagine in in that city and i mean that's been the whole thing i mean new york's been mm-hmm. affected the hardest in the country so i mean mm-hmm. being on top of each other like that just so close to each other at yeah. all aspects of the day and in, in your life mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's hard to control it's hard to control something so easily spread like this virus um so are are you so they're only letting so many people in the door at once Mm -hmm. and then so how long is it taking you to get just just Um, just to go get some your groceries for your seven to ten days and then back home what's that like or what's the time we've been pretty lucky so just yesterday we went it didn't take us that long we were the first one in line so Mm. we waited a little bit maybe two minutes and then he let us in but the time before we went an hour before closing and I can't remember it might have been a weekend and then it was pretty busy mm-hmm. I had to wait outside for maybe 10 minutes mm. oh okay so it's still so, not it's not anything not terrible yeah okay well that's good I, I you know I have these like because because I'm in Midwest which I know you've spent some time here in the Midwest mm-hmm. um, but uh, we're in the Midwest and we're so we're not we're we're a few days behind everybody else and we're not mm-hmm. off bad off as new york city obviously mm-hmm. but um you know we're still waiting for that to happen and, and right. we have the six feet tapes and stuff right. but we're still everyone's still allowed to sort of corral in the stores together <laughs> so, but it's really freaky i, I just i just yeah. feel like every time i touch something it's just i'm <laughs> Which yeah. you know, you're not supposed to think about it like that, but you know it happens. It's, I think you know it's okay to be a bit more on the crazier side. And um, yeah, very be um, cautious. Let's call it cautious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this doctor's video of how to unpack groceries and clean them? I have. I have. I have. Yeah, and I loved how he explained how like imagine all your groceries have glitters on them mm-hmm. and you don't want a even speck of glitter on in your house and yeah. i was like wow that's mind-blowing because you know glitters are so hard to take yeah take off. it's yeah. just everywhere so i started doing that a little bit but i'm sure it's everywhere <laughs> yeah I, I just don't know how we're gonna get it's past hard. this i, I mean eventually yeah. i think everyone's just gonna have to get it but it's like a very disheartening thing to think about so mm-hmm. i'm guessing people just choose not to think about it <laughs> and just yeah because because what are you gonna do really i mean are you gonna sit there and scrub down your amazon box for 10 minutes while you know this thing i don't know maybe i'm sure a lot of people are but i know i am not personally sitting there for 10 minutes you know getting every open the box it's fine 
Yeah. Like you open the box outside the house and you just like grab the contents yeah. inside. I think I started doing that. Like I open boxes outside of my apartment. Yeah. And again, New York City living is like we literally live on top of each other, right? Yeah. Like I have a balcony. Like I feel lucky about that. And then I just look into other people's balcony. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>、um, I mean, you're, yeah, you're right yeah. there, right? Yeah. They're just right there. Right. Um, So, you know, as, as someone who gigs a lot, you're,、mm-hmm. you're saying that you, you, a majority of your living comes from performance.、Yeah. Um, what have you been sort of doing in this time while being off of gigging?、Um, personally, for me, I,、mm-hmm. I, I was fine with it because I have plenty more to do. But, like,、mm-hmm. what I've been realizing as, as time goes on, I'm starting to get a little bit like, A little bit itchy and like a little bit angsty. I don't know if that's、mm-hmm. happening for you, but what's your experience been like with all of a sudden having、um, this full time schedule to nothing and, <laughs> and now you're sort of living in that? Yeah, I, I'm happy to say that I, I think got through the darkest times <laughs>、um, because I'm not one of those creator types. I mean, it's, it's funny. For some people, that I'm a professional musician, but then I was hired to play other people's music. And, you know, I pride in that ability to do so. Like, I play in orchestras, I play on Broadway shows, I, you know, just I get hired、yeah. to play whatever. And, but it's other people's project that I play for. Yeah. And then I get paid for that. And I was so busy doing that that I never even. I never had a chance to explore my own musical language.、Mm. And I think this happens a lot in classically trained musicians. And I mean, there are obviously a lot of people who compose and play their own stuff, but at least I wasn't doing that. I was so focused on just getting the best opportunities for me to do,、uh, whether that's to play at a crazy, you know, Famous artists like works or working at an awesome venue, or like, you know, but it was never my own thing. So that's kind of what I realized after this pandemic started to cancel all my jobs. I was left with nothing, you know, and then so I felt very lost、oh. as an artist. It's like, wait, what am I? I can't even play anything now because. I never had my own project. And so that's kind of, I'm trying to fix or, you know, start. And that's what prompted me to make teaching videos, learn more about YouTube, just as an outlet to share what I can do as a musician and a teacher. And、um, it's definitely difficult because I'm not used to that. Like, right. I think you probably are used to just making up some guitar riffs or songs, and that is like the, I feel like, the soul of how people want to play guitar. You know, you like kind of pick up and then we want to play songs, you right, know,、right. write songs. And I'm like, I don't even know. What do you mean, write songs? I don't know how to write them. <laughs>、uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's okay. I just had a different like journey. But... Yeah. I'm kind of excited to learn all these things and 
using my time to okay let me see what i can do with garage band like i feel yeah, like yeah, totally. i'm doing what maybe somebody else did 10 years ago you know um but yeah that's kind of how i'm spending my time these days and trying not to think about money yeah as much because yeah. one thing i very realized and not very I don't know. Until I lost everything, every job, I didn't realize how I was tying my success as a musician to how much money I was getting paid for. Mm. And then now I lost a lot of work. I felt like my self-worth also went with it. And, you know, my partner, who is not a musician, but he kind of pointed out like, hey, that's a bad way to think about it. Then you never be happy with yourself. Yeah. Just create your own thing. Then it doesn't matter if pandemic happens or some natural disaster happens and your work is gone. You can still do your thing. And that would bring you satisfaction and self-growth and self-respect as a musician. So that was kind of a, a wake-up call for me. Until then, I was kind of going up and down, feeling mopey or sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, like, oh, what am I doing? Um, so, yeah, it, I think I'm at a better place now, mentally. Mm. It still doesn't change anything. No, it does I still don't have any work. But, no, no, you're absolutely yeah. right. These epiphanies uh, yeah. and self-realizations yes. are great and grand, yeah. but rents do. And, and you know, I, I, yeah. I you know... Uh, you know, I hate to bring it up to you, but I mean, rent was just due, you know, like a few days ago. So it's like, yeah. you know, all these people who kind of got caught up in this, mm. this, this pandemic who like yourself were mostly gigging and performers and who, um, that, that was me. That was me as well. I, I actually mm. can relate to that very much. There was like one or two days there where I was just like, and then plus it didn't help that for the last like three years since I moved back to Ohio, I've been reading all these terrible, well, amazing, but like all these uh, post-apocalyptic books. So where the world, oh, right. you know, like yeah. the zombie apocalypse and then pandemic apocalypse and nuclear war. So I've, I already have all these like narratives running through my head mm -hmm. and then this happens and then I'm like, oh, and plus I don't have a, a job. So yes, there was a couple dark days, but uh, but. We move past it. And, and you know, mm -hmm. I, I love that, you know, I know that's going to be hard for a lot of people and obviously it was hard for you, but I love that you were able to be like, well, you're right. I, I mean, I'm just going to have to figure this out now because mm -hmm. what else am I going to do? And I mean, what else is there to do, honestly, but figure yeah. this out and figure out the things that maybe we should have been fig uh, figuring out or not even should have, but at least wanting to pursue and one form or another. So you've been uh, you've been working on your YouTube and working on teaching. Uh, how <laughs> I'm curious on the time that you're putting into sort of figuring out a new way of expression, um, and how how much of that eats into maybe your practice time or maybe stuff or work that you because uh, uh, you still have a little bit of work that mm -hmm. you're working on and stuff. So you yeah. still have some projects and stuff. So I was just curious on how much of your own personal pursuits are sort of encroaching on what you are supposed to be doing now because i know for me it, it, it got really bad like i'm mm -hmm. so far behind on all my production it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> well 
I don't know. I'm actually pretty bad at making a to-do list. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, again, this comes from just my calendar being filled with this other people's、mm-hmm. work、yeah. that I'm a part of. Yeah. And then, you know, when I was busy, I l l just fit my other things between that. Right. Now I have nothing except <laughs> for like an hour here, an hour here.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... You remind me that I should probably make more of a rigid calendar.、Um, <laughs> like, I mean,、so、you, obviously answer... <laughs> are, you obviously found success in what you were doing, how you're doing it. So please don't. Well, but, I don't、uh, know. But now I think structure is important. I mean,、yeah. I, I've never been a morning person. Yeah. I don't know. It's just I just stay up till I feel like I should sleep. Or, <laughs> I mean, I've been going to bed. Around one. Okay. And then I wake up around 9 30 or so, but I don't wake up with a purpose every day. You know,、yeah. I, I kind of feel like, okay, I want to do this today. And then sort of find, decide one thing.、Mm-hmm. And then I find myself sort of moving around. Like, what eats my time up is trying to file unemployment, actually. <laughs> Right? It's very real. It's a, it's a real talk and it has nothing to do with music, but、yeah. it, it's on my mind all the time. Of course. Well, you live in、uh, one of the most expensive cities. I still haven't been. Yeah. You live in a very expensive city. There's no doubt about that. That, that、yeah. has to weigh in hard. There's no way to get、right. around that.、Mm-hmm. And, and so, have you been able to get through to anybody? No. Okay. <laughs> I got through the online part. Uh huh. And this might be different in Ohio, but in New York, you have to start your application online. And I think some people just finish filing、mm-hmm. just online. But because I'm just guessing, I have multiple W 2s and it's a bit more complicated. So then I have to finish filing on the phone. And the phone, I mean, I literally have like 100 calls that I tried like, every day. Yeah. My, my phone. <laughs> And I just don't think I'll ever get through this. But then I hear people on Facebook like, I got through finally, don't give up. And I'm like, okay, okay. Okay, I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> I will keep trying. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I spent enough time trying to do that. And then I actually love cooking, so, and baking bread. Oh, sweet. I feel like that eats up a lot of my time. <laughs> No, But it's a good、though. thing, you know, we need、yeah. to eat and、um, cooking, you know, it's, it's great because it, it's healthier, you could save money, and、yeah. I like it, so it's all, it's all good. But sometimes I get carried away with <laughs> things and、yeah. I forget about, oh, that project of mine, or <laughs> oh, I should have practiced for an hour. Or, I mean, not to, not to mention. That I don't even have a lot of instruments in my apartment.、Oh. Um, again, New York City living, I have a practice studio that I pay separate rent,、mm-hmm. but it's in Midtown, and I decided I'm not taking subways anymore. Yeah. So、wow. basically, I haven't gone there. And so all I have is a practice pad and some practice conga. I have、wow. some flower pots.、Uh, <laughs> Because I needed them for actually、uh, to play a piece. Oh, gig. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Were、yeah. you playing like, uh, um, 
uh, were you just playing like uh, abstract objects or something? Like, uh, I don't yeah, know, like so, uh, hitting like uh, pots right. and pans or like stomp right. or something? I think I will do that for sure. Oh, okay. Because I don't have other stuff. Uh, that's not true. I have this thing called Mallet Station, which is like, uh, do you know what a Mallet Cat is? Mm, no. It's um, basically um, like a keyboard, marimba-like, but okay. MIDI controller. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. So that's kind of, I'm glad I have that. Yeah, yeah. I honestly didn't have a chance to use it much before this yeah. virus. and uh, But now I'm glad I have it because it's like a synth. So, mm-hmm. But I could play with mallets and sticks. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. What so, is that um, called again? It's called Mallet Station. Mallet Station? Mm-hmm. Sweet. I'm going to have to yeah. check that out. My my niece is a percussionist. And oh, she, cool. Uh, and she's uh she's actually really getting into it, so it's really exciting to see her sort of blossom. Awesome. She's young, so it's cool. Uh, yeah. So, hey, thank you so much for you know coming on the show and, and sharing your experience, especially with this crazy time that's we're all experiencing it. Um, but I was curious about because uh, I know you're from uh, you're from Japan, and mm-hmm. uh, I was just curious on a little bit about your background um is yeah. uh did you have a uh a lineage of music in your family at all no oh, okay <laughs> that's the interesting part i think i my music affection to music and art that's probably just in me because i remember loving drawing or singing playing recorder like just as long as I remember, even starting kindergarten or pre-K, I was doing that and really liked it. And my mom actually really loves music, but she doesn't do anything herself. Mm. So I think I owe it to my mom. And of course, dad, who took me everywhere that my mom told him to take me. (laughs) You know, um, he was kind of more stubborn traditional kind of dad who said no to everything at first but then eventually he'll say yes yes you kind of had to prove you kind of had to prove it first right and then he would be like okay i get what you're doing here yeah (laughs) yeah i think so my mom was the one who find who finds opportunities for me Mm. and then my dad was basically the one who'd actually make it happen i got you if that makes sense like financially or uh just driving me driving. around yeah. he's the only one who drove in that family so um, <laughs> cool. he was definitely like a chauffeur of the family <laughs> um yeah and i guess the i was always into music but then what really set me off to come to america was the fact that i discovered instruments called marimba mm. which is a percussion instrument it's like a big xylophone yeah I think you might not see it often. Oh, my, my drummer that I work with has one yeah. in his basement. So. Awesome. <laughs> I see so it. So jealous. Yeah, I see it often. <laughs> well, in yeah. Ohio, you can just have a basement with things in it, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, yeah. please. But, uh, yeah, so I, again, my mom took me to a concert that was actually a marching band concert, mm. but a staged one. This this high school, I actually ended up going to this high school be, to join this marching band because they were so cool <laughs> that I ended up transferring school just to join this band. But they had such cool marimba section. They were all so 
cool looking, you know. Then、yeah. I was like, Mom, I want to learn that instrument. And before then, I was actually doing like ballet or harpsichord. That was actually my first instrument, which is strange. <laughs> Again,、uh, like she just bought one a harpsichord?、Uh, yeah, harpsichord. Yeah. That, that is a very strange thing to just buy. I know. <laughs> and she doesn't even、it. play it. <laughs> she was just into it at the time. And,、yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of crazy, but she,、um, a few years before that, she lost her dad and then she inherited a little bit of money. And, but she didn't want to just use it for some boring things like groceries or <laughs> something. So she decided that she wanted to leave it as an instrument. So then she picked harpsichord and she was like, okay, you play it. I was like, I don't know. I was like six, maybe.、Yeah. And that is not an instrument you start first.、Yeah. Um, if, you know, any pianists or professional keyboard players will listen to this ever, they will probably be like, yeah, that's stupid. Well, I mean, But- aren't, they, aren't, aren't they tuned to a specific key or is that just how they、you、used know, to be tuned? Well, I mean, I think Baroque music is. Tend to be tuned lower,、mm-hmm. but that's not. I wasn't that sophisticated. Basically,、mm-hmm. the harp score we had just had less keys. Yeah, piano has 88, I、yeah. probably had like 60 something, right? You know, was and then so then eventually I'll do piano. But so let's see, marimba, I started when I was 14 or so.、Mm-hmm. So, but that that really got me into it because that was the instrument I picked. Yeah, heck yeah. So then. I do this whole intensive marching band life where I'm going to this private junior high high school where, you know, studying was also difficult. But then that high school was famous for their marching band. They would go to like championships and they would win national championships. Yeah. So I transferred school from public school where they didn't have any music groups and I, was, I hated it. So I studied. The hardest I even remember in my life, and then moved to that band. Now, what,、yeah. now, this was still in Japan? This is still in Japan.、Okay. And yeah, and then、uh, again, my mom found this summer camp in Michigan <laughs> called Interlochen out of nowhere to me. I mean, she, because you have to remember, this is like 99.、Yeah. So internet was just kind of around. Right, right. And it was like it had to dial up and stuff. But so, <laughs> yeah. And then we don't have any friends in America, right? We right. don't speak English. And she doesn't. I didn't. So then what she did was she got like a book this thick titled something like American Schools 500. Wow. And,、uh, and then she found this summer camp and she was like, hey, do you want to go to this thing? And, you know, I was like, I didn't really think much of it, but I was curious enough that I was like, okay, sure, sure, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> That's、and、a then, real heavy thing to throw on a kid, first of、right. all. It's like, hey, you want to go across the world into this、right. place and like, learn music? By myself. <laughs> by <Yeah> . yourself? <laughs> right. I don't know. I think, good thing I was not thinking too deep about right. it. Right. I think I was kind of young and stupid and curious. Right. That's kind of 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I didn't speak English. It's the perfect combination for for a successful right. musician being kind of <laughs> not being kind of dingy and just being like, right. okay, let's just do it. I mean, yeah, it's it's part of the fun of it. So I mean, but then off I go. Yeah. This was in two thousand one. Okay. Summer. Okay. I was sixteen. I had no idea what everybody was saying. Oh my god. Um, but. I don't know if you know Interlochen. I don't, but okay. it, but do you know what part of Michigan it was? It's in Traverse City. Oh, okay, so northern yeah. Michigan. Wow, northern, yeah. Okay, but it's just a tiny town, and I think this school is like a pretty famous thing. It in is. That town. I, I, well, yeah. no, because I, I do because my actually the percussionist I was just talking about, I think he actually has gone to that school. So oh, cool. I think I. Th- think okay because yeah. i the name doesn't sound familiar but he did say he went to a school up in uh high in michigan yeah. so i that yeah. might be it so i have right. heard of that there is a, like a really right. cool school up there but uh anyways yeah. please continue. so it's a it's a summer camp that oh, okay. i attended but they also have a full boarding high school uh-huh. during the year so i was intending to just go to this camp in which i learned how to play an orchestra for the first time or really like it was the first time i got a really intensive percussion education yeah and actually to go to this camp i i had to learn also how to play snare drum and timpani as well as marimba oh because uh in america you to be a percussion major in school you have to learn those things yeah like three basic things timpani mallet and snare drum Mm -hmm. and but in japan most of the time, you can just go to a music college as a marimba major. Oh, okay. So I think if I hadn't gone to America, I probably would have just studied marimba. But I'm glad that I made the switch because I love that I could play all these things. Right, diversity thing. gets yeah. you gigs, I bet. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went there at first just thinking I'll just be there for the summer. But then, I don't know, just I loved it so much that... And I learned a lot, even though I didn't speak English then. Um, I don't know, cheesy thing to say, but music being universal language, it really felt that. And I think I'm a living proof that that worked. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't have to take history or math in English, but I was really just learning how to play. Yeah. And everyone was so kind. I mean, I'm still friends with people I met in this camp oh that's awesome like 20 years ago almost right some of them are in new york and like me working as a percussionist <laughs> that's incredible so, yeah they're like my first friends and <laughs> <laughs> yeah your first like america friends right for sure right. Yeah. yeah i mean so many things that i didn't know like when i first ate jello or saw jello <laughs> i was so shocked <laughs> you were shocked <laughs> right i mean this is like a cafeteria food yeah so i mean i don't think even americans like them too much no it just but i didn't know like you see like a huge tray yeah a brick of like bright green jello just and i was like you eat that <laughs> It's just like wobbling in place. It's just so right. odd. And just the, the color choice, you know. I mean, if you... Yeah, just like uh, things, little things like that. Yeah. And another 
thing I didn't really get used to is like, you know, people hug each other so much in oh, this country. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go to Japan or any Asian countries, you don't just hug people. Right. That's like, I don't, I've never even hugged my mom. Yeah. Until I wow. lived in the States for two years and something. And then, I don't know, when I was saying goodbye to my mom at the airport, I was like, I guess I'll hug my mom. This <laughs> seems like a good time to do it. <laughs> but it's, it's like just not in the culture. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, I've talked to people who love play. Like, uh, there's this bass player. His name is Bubby Lewis, who's a fantastic bass player who loves going over to Japan, like mm-hmm. specifically to Japan. And he was telling me, he's like, just to kind of speak on the culture of sort of distance and, and sort of, mm-hmm. you know, keeping uh, keeping to your own space, uh, the mask. And, you know, people always assume it's uh, so they don't get germs, so they don't breathe in germs. But mm-hmm. it's but then I found out that it's a courtesy right. because they're not trying to spread germs. Right. It was just right. perspective change. And so that, yeah. that that's an interesting thing to be built into a culture. And so... Right. Uh, which yeah. which I, I can't be mad at because I don't like germs and I don't like people right. just randomly coming up and just be like giving me big old hugs, you know. If right. I know somebody, that's cool, but right. <laughs> but I like my yeah. space, so right. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so I mean, all all of those culture shock things, mm-hmm. and of course, not having the enough, not having enough language skills at first mm. was super challenging. Sure, I mean. I remember calling my mom from like a phone booth with a phone card, <laughs> typing like 35 digits of numbers yeah. to Japan, just kind of crying. It's like, I don't understand anything. Like, it's very difficult. I have to sleep with like 15 other girls in the cabin and, you know, food sucks. <laughs> like, I don't know, just a lot of things. But so she felt really bad. Mm. You know, she regretted maybe sending me there, but after all, I decided to enter this academy because mm. they tried to recruit students. Yeah. And when I found out I got in with a half scholarship, I was like, huh, oh, hmm. I think I want to stay. <laughs> so then, yeah, I never really lived in Japan after that. Wow. And then you've just been here ever since. Yeah. I mean, I went back to. Visit. Like sort out things, but yeah. I was still in enrolled in high school in Japan. Oh, wow! Second year in high school, so yeah, I had to just kind of quit, mm-hmm. and I had to give this awkward speech to my bandmates. It's like, "Hello, everyone, <laughs> I'm I'm going to America. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then, then I I left, and then I did the academy for two years. It's a high school, so, you know, mm-hmm. you get a high school diploma. Right. But it's centered around art. So uh, this school is cool if anyone have young students who are very aspiring to become professionals. It's, I mean, it's, it's not cheap, but they offer scholarships. And yeah. It's great because you meet other nerdy students that are your age. Right. That maybe you couldn't find in your own high school. Yeah. Because uh, everyone's trying to be really good, and everybody practices because they want to be good. And mm. So that environment at that time was super uh, fitting and perfect for me. Because um, in Japan, I think also Asia, there's uh, enormous pressure for kids to be perfect mm-hmm. very early on. And I don't know, 
I remember feeling at age 14, I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to get into a good school at this rate. I'm mm. already so behind. Wow. And it's just they ask a lot to enter yeah. the college. Uh, whereas America, I feel like, I mean, schools like Juilliard, where I went, they're, you know, it is a very difficult school to get into, but then they didn't ask that I have perfect score in math and history and, you know, whatever language. Yeah. All they cared about was how I played my instrument and I had to pass English test. Yeah. But um, I think often in, in Japan, you have to be able to play the piano perfect. I mean, as a minor, mm-hmm. you have to be able to play the piano, music history, music theory, uh, solfege, all these other elements had to be tested when you're 18, you know? Uh, well, and I definitely wasn't going <laughs> to get through that because I was still trying, trying to get better at playing percussion. And yeah. That, so that I just is- felt that the opportunity that I was able to get just because I moved to northern Michigan for a few years, I it's just the, the door opened up for me. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I guess that pressure that mounts on, you know, in the Asian culture on kids, um, I know that's high. But then you look at like where America rates like in the education <laughs> level, you know, in the in the yeah. world education ratings and you yeah. see Asian countries right. ranking yeah. high. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a down. I'm, I'm sure there's a downfall. I know there's a downfall to that, but right, there's right. also a, you know, so there's, it, 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 it there's a, yeah. there's a trade off there. But you know, uh, for you, this worked perfectly because you were able to sort of go and focus in on what you wanted specifically, right. and mm-hmm. um, that uh, that's awesome that you were able that you were afforded the opportunity. So so Juilliard, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the rumors, and you know, we've all heard the rumors, and and you know. <clears throat> And you already know this, um, that I come from a completely different background. I'm I'm not educated in music at all. Like, uh, well, I, I have a little bit and, you know, I mostly play in bands where we just, you know, I'm playing in bars and mm-hmm. it's so, it's like we live different musician lives, but, uh, so it's very interesting to find out, to, to talk to somebody on mm-hmm. this side. So thank you very much, by the way, for, for reaching out that was oh, awesome because i i just because i've been wanting to talk to somebody who like this but so juilliard y- y- can you tell me about because you know i hear about the pressure that gets put mm-hmm. on kids there and how how were you how did you handle the pressure there how did you handle i mean because even the name juilliard carries a weight with it you know yeah. so so just the fact of to even get into a school like that and to go and to attend i mean that has its own weight to it so how did you sort of handle that hmm. well i mean everybody i think has a different journey there i hmm. happened to go there for six years straight just doing undergrad and master's and a lot of people do that mm-hmm. uh, because in music performance, people tend to get master's degree. That's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And people now these days get DMA, PhD after that to be more competitive. <laughs> and I think in other field, that's a pretty big deal. You know, you don't mm-hmm. just go to master's for just for the sake of getting them. Right. But I found that musicians just because we want to put ourselves in an environment, a school's protective environment, uh, that's a common thing to do. And that's kind of 
how I saw it is that I wanted more time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I had to deal with student visa. Oh, uh, wow. That was like another whole journey. Of, I bet. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, being in school was basically the easiest for me to keep staying in America legally mm-hmm. and uh, learn. But yeah, Juilliard was some somewhere that I never really thought that I'll attend. It's not like I came to America to go to Juilliard, mm. but results of it's in results of going to Interlochen where my teacher just suggested six schools for me to apply to, mm. and I was uh, lucky enough to get into them. So then I had a choice. Yeah, and eventually I picked Juilliard because you know. New York is a great city for music. And so I thought, well, it can't go wrong, right? You know? <laughs> right. And so that's kind of how nonchalant I was about it. Right on. I mean, of course, I worked very hard to present my best audition and stuff. So it's not like I'm downing my hard work or anything. Right. But I was still pretty clueless about the world. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to practice and played this audition rep very well but i have to say when i got to new york was such culture shock and i didn't expect it because i grew up in a big city in japan yokohama is a pretty big city pretty close to tokyo and you know it was so big that i didn't have to go to tokyo Mm -hmm. to do cool things or like get things that only you know big cities can offer so, but when I got to New York, the the big city vibe and the freedom suddenly I got really messed me up because um, suddenly I didn't know how to work hard. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Like, it's kind of like you go to a party school for the first time or something. And yeah. it's not a party school. Juilliard no. is not. No. I mean, it's sitting in Lincoln Center. There's nothing cheap about that area. Right. And yeah, so I I had a pretty tough freshman year, I have to say. Mm. I mean, the pressure was on from the day one. I mean, everybody's so good that, I don't know, like the benefit to going to high-level schools is that your peers are so good and often better than you, so it makes you work harder. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I I felt very lucky to be there, of course, but it was just very difficult to adjust to the city life and making of friends and dealing with, you know, first boyfriend or, you know, that kind of external Mm -hmm. influences. I was very distracted. Yeah. Um, But eventually, I think I'd say by second year, I was able to kind of put myself together because... I have a sense of enough sense of responsibility where I don't want to just fail a class or yeah. Know. I mean, I was dealing with a lot of emotional baggage, but then I was like, "Well, why? Why am I here? You know, this is not easy. Yeah. Um, paying tuition, and I worked so hard to get here. I should probably just get my stuff together." And yeah. So, I mean, the the pressure there is. Always high, of course, because, you know, the expectation is high. Mm. I mean, it's a school, but then they expect you to play like a professional. Yeah. Um, And they throw you so many performances. That is one great thing about that school is 
you know, as a student, you play at Carnegie Hall all the time. It's amazing. And uh, they were bringing world famous conductors to conduct us. <laughs> and I don't know, just it, certain things become so normal. Yeah. You know, in just first year, or just in undergrad, I played in all major venues in New York City. Oh. And I even went on tour to China with the group and. They even throw me some work. <laughs> yeah. Some, some like paid gigs. Yeah, paid gigs. That's um, dope. So it just made sense that I do well in that school. To yeah. Be, you know, even to be trusted as a person. And I really learned how to be a responsible human being there because mm -hmm. otherwise you just can't pass any of these classes. I mean, classes, I mean, it's not like history or anything. Classes are like for me. It was one private lesson was one class, percussion ensemble was one, orchestra was one, and then there are some other classes like humanity and uh, music theory, ear training. There's extra stuff, but mm -hmm. I'd say Juilliard was pretty easy academically. Mm -hmm. Just speaking with other people who went to say Columbia or. Other schools more attached to universities. Mm -hmm. Our academics are not the hardest. <laughs> I think people understood the students are too busy practicing or trying to just be a better musician. Right. Attendance was the most important thing, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Do you have any questions specifically? Because I'm. I feel like I lived in that school for six years, so like so intensely that. I might not realize what's interesting. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting to me because, um, well, I, I have no idea what that experience would even be like. And I've never even tried to have an experience like that in mm -hmm. my life. So I'm just hearing you talk about it is really interesting okay. in its own sense. Um, so do you think that you're so insulated in that school? Do mm -hmm. you think that that kind of can set some artists up for i don't want to say failure but maybe set them up for disappointment after they get out of school i mean because you're playing mm -hmm. these amazing venues mm -hmm. you know all over you know the, the greatest city in the world and yeah. uh you know then all of a sudden you're leaving juilliard <laughs> and then that sort of i don't know if that stops i mean it seems like it worked for you but uh you know not it, it can't work for everybody so uh i, I don't know i'm just curious uh, what for you personally? I guess was there a difficulty in the transitioning from uh, student to professional? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, like I said, within six years, I got so many cool opportunities mm -hmm. that was just handed to me. Some paid, but mostly not paid. Right. But you know, I didn't mind that. I was just so excited. I got to play right these cool concerts that I never even dreamed of playing in. And yeah, like leaving, graduating was kind of like, okay, bye, good luck, you know. Yeah. And then a week later, I'll get a letter from Juilliard asking me to donate money to them. I'm like, um, <laughs> I haven't even started the student loan payment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think it's true to every music school. It is a business, you know, mm -hmm. and they need students. Um, so, yeah, there are way more music students with degrees pumped out of school each year yeah. without having enough jobs to go around everybody. Right. So yes, I struggled a lot 
I mean, because I wasn't playing at Carnegie suddenly all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily, before this COVID 19 thing, I was playing quite often. Oh, okay. Just gigging, you know? I mean, it's just like, um, not that that's like the best thing or anything. I just mentioned it because that was like so symbolic to me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. And, and to、yeah. me too. So, like, no,、mm -hmm. to, but I think the thing that, that I think that we got to realize is that a lot of people hold、mm -hmm. their gigs in a high. They、right. invest a lot into those gigs because that, that's who's defining them. It's like, I, I got to go. I'm a musician. That's who I am. That's how I survive in this world. It's all wrapped up in these, these、right. little moments in time that you get paid to go spend. You know,、mm -hmm. in these weird, in these amazing places. So it's a, it, it's such a, it, it is a, it's, it, it is a blow. It, it's、mm -hmm. a harsh blow. And,、uh, and it is important to sort of point out、mm -hmm. that, you know, you were able to gig and you, and you were, and you had that self,、um, I don't know, you, you, you had that self worth that you wrapped up in those gigs and you had those gigs available for you when you、mm -hmm. left school.、Um, Were they, were, were they plentiful enough where you're getting by and, and you're okay? Or, or were there like some really hard times where you're like, <laughs> I, had to, I was eating ramen noodles and, and、yeah. nothing against ramen noodles. <laughs> I'm just saying,、uh, you know, you were eating like macaroni and cheese and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, first, I never want to eat those 50 cent ramen. <laughs> like, I judge that so hard. I well, mean, well like, I, think about, <laughs> I, mean, I think about the. I don't eat、yeah. them. But, Yeah. Well, I mean, it's different from when you go and get real ramen. That's why I didn't want to、yeah, yeah. just shit on ramen in general、oh, because, no, no. like, ramen's amazing when you、yeah. go to a real place that makes it correctly. Yeah. But yeah, those, that's what I was referring to as those、yeah. crappy little.、Right. Anyways. I mean, I ate them sometime in Japan. <laughs> yeah.、Uh, but anyway,、um, yeah, like, I think because rent was a big, big problem、mm. in New York, I mean, it still is. It's、yes. the most expensive thing. Yes. So,、um, I, I tried to just find the cheapest place to live、yeah. outside of school. I mean, I moved out of my dorms after、uh, second year in undergrad. Oh, okay.、So、I was already living with my friends uptown.、Okay. And it was a good deal. I paid like $450 or something for my、Damn. room. Okay. Yeah. For、you、a know, room? I shared like. Bathrooms and kitchens. Right, but you had your own room for yeah, $4.50.、Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, that was good days. <laughs> yeah, those were the good. Yeah. yeah. Was, I yeah. think that's hard to find now. No, I but, don't think that's possible. Yeah. So I, I was starting to gig even as a student.、Mm -hmm. So I had some performing gigs, but then obviously it wasn't enough to do a lot with. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I graduated master's in 2009. And I'd say the first breakthrough for me was to win this audition for Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Oh, okay. It's the, the Rockettes show. Okay. You might have seen them in the Macy's Parade yeah. TV. Yeah. Didn't so, they just do a、yeah. thing on Netflix, too? I Maybe? Don't, I don't、yeah. know. Okay,、yeah. anyways, please. But this is a seasonal show that、mm -hmm. they happen to audition orchestra each year. So then I, I got the job, and that was a great way for me to get into the Broadway scene. Oh, okay. And that was the first work that was, you know, two months long, and I made actually salary. Wow. For the first time. It was the first time I made the real money where、yeah. I was like, oh, wow, I could do this thing for a living. 
Yeah. Hooray, you know, like Hell yeah. Oh, I yeah. love those moments where you're like, Oh wow, this is this is a reality. Yeah. yeah. And um so from there I, I got I contacted lots of Broadway people. Like I cold called people. Uh, oh, wow. you know, texting or email wasn't a thing then. Yeah. As much as actually calling. People right. prefer calling. Yeah. So yeah, and then I, I would sit into people's pit and all the Broadway shows. I mean, there are like fifty something Broadway shows at a given time in New York. Right. Not including off Broadways and off off Broadways and playing on Broadway was something that I've always wanted to, but I didn't exactly know how. Yeah. Yeah, how so, do you do that? Well, like you just have to know people who play in it. That <laughs> that's the shortest answer. I appreciate that. Um yeah, so and you have to live in New York, I guess. Yeah. I mean you could tour, you could be like a city local Broadway player when mm. the tour comes around your city, you could be that one person to be called for that. Right. But usually they Trek percussionist or drummer with mm-hmm. them because they're so important. Right. So, yeah, they have their crew yeah. and they and they travel with everybody else. Yeah. Right. Right. But sometimes they do use local like string players or mm-hmm. other sections. Yeah. Like each city yeah, have like, like a different uh, uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra. They, they like yeah. to do that. They I they see. they play with uh, different. Mm-hmm. I just was at that concert, so they're playing with the Toledo Symphony. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, so, so yeah. But, but you, the basic way you got into it was just your network of people that mm-hmm. you that you knew. Um, so your first sort of pull into Broadway was that Radio City gig. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that sort of opened the door. In, mm-hmm. in which way did it open the door for you to Broadway? Well, I just met people who okay. sub or has had a show or have mm-hmm. a show. Gotcha. And uh, for most people, you have to just start subbing mm. for a show. Gotcha. Um, to meet people, right? Um, so then that's what I that's what happened that's to me. That's what you were doing, okay? Yeah. Well, like uh, I so I I mentioned I called called many people. Right. Maybe ten people. I don't know. And I eventually went to go see everyone's show. What I would do is I'll go sit in the pit uh, okay. where percussionists play. Sometimes it's a totally remote room. Uh, sometimes it's actually in the pit with other musicians. Oh, wow. But I'll just go sit and go meet them and listen to them play. And, you know, I observe what they're mm-hmm. doing. And, you know, I just say thank you for their time. And then, um, oh, sorry. It's totally fine. Um, yeah. And then, you know, usually I don't, nothing, I don't expect not, you know, something from that. Right. I was just happy to go meet them. Uh, but then one of them was so nice enough to think of me when their show was closing and he offered, hey, if you want, you could learn my show and you can, I can give you five shows or something. Because it was closing. So uh-huh. basically when the show's closing, like he's going to lose that show. Right. But... I don't know he it's like i still think that opportunity because he totally didn't have to do that right right but he knew that i was trying to get into the scene and he i guess trusted me enough to offer me the opportunity so then of course i jumped 
to the opportunity. It's like, yeah, of course I will learn. And yeah. that was、uh, Adam's family. Oh, okay, cool. No, no, da 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There was a musical back then. That's a that's really、yeah. cool. That that is such a great little story because you、mm-hmm. you're right. Like closing and then at the end of that show, he's out of work, and、mm-hmm. so for him to give up work just、right. so you can get a foot in the door, like those are the kind of those are the kind of、mm-hmm. I love those stories. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> those are so, like really I mean, nice. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a very tight knit community of、uh-huh. musicians, and I that's that was my first Broadway show I、mm-hmm. played. And it's the most terrifying thing ever. <laughs> I、Me. bet.、Um, yeah, I mean, I've done really high pressure work before, where I have a huge solo or something.、Mm-hmm. I'm by myself, and I, if I mess up, everybody mess up, kind of situation. Right, right. But I think a lot of my freelancer friends would agree that first show. Uh, when you're subbing for someone, is the most nerve-wracking, scary thing. Yeah, because it's there's no rehearsal for you. Wow. You know, in any concerts, I think besides this, you get to rehearse. Right. Right. Like you,、yeah. if you mess up, it's cool. Let's stop. Do it again. Right. 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 But Broadway show, there's none of that. You have to just practice on your own. Often with a recording of the show. Uh, these days, they provide a conductor video. Oh, cool! To practice with. Nice. Because you know there are so many stop and go in right, Broadway right. shows, so you have to know exactly what the conductor does for each of entrances and stuff. So yeah, you just walk in, and for percussionists, it's odd, but you don't even bring your own sticks. You use whatever regulars use. <laughs> so you just go empty-handed. And you just walk in, and you just have to nail that first show. Wow! And it's paid. You know, it's a performance with audience. Yeah.、Um, so obviously, you know, if you can prove that you did your homework and did well enough, little mistakes here and there, they're usually forgiving of that. But you know,、yeah. as a first-time sub, you want to sound good, and yeah, you want to prove、absolutely. that you tried very hard to learn the show,、uh, and So yeah, that's why it's scary.、Yeah. And then、um, each show is different, but usually MD music director will give you comments afterwards, either in person or、um, maybe I'll get an email forwarded from the regular person. And you have to get、um, approved after the first show.、Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily I've never not been approved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>、uh, yeah. but. Yeah, like you just have to prove that okay, I did it, and then、right. someone has to say, "Yeah, she did good." Yeah! Wow!、Um, yeah, That, it's like a, it's like a little secret society, like、it、little、is. initiation <laughs> there. Right, right, right. <laughs>、um, yeah. So how how do you handle the pressure of that? I mean, how do you handle like how do you handle these firsts when you deal with these firsts?、Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that you kind of go?、Yeah. You know, I mean. What do you do to get past those kinds of things? I think the only thing is you just practice enough that、yeah. you know you got it. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I mean, there in any musicals, there about it's like an hour and forty five minutes or something of um, it's more than that. Usually, like two hours or something of music. Yeah. So that's you know twenty, twenty four, twenty five tunes.、Mm-hmm. And 
actually Broadway percussion or drum playing is very uh, involved and difficult. In um, which ways? Like um, there's a lot to do. Oh, okay. You're playing several instruments. You're running from one side to another. Right. Okay. Like, I don't know if you saw my Miss Saigon video on YouTube. I'm not sure. That's a sure, good but, one. Um, uh, because I put GoPro on my head. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I watched yeah. a lot of videos, so it's hard to like, yeah, keep right, them all right. loaded. But that one, I had about 30 instruments or so. Yeah. And yeah, it's like I saw that little that room, too. That yeah. room was just full of stuff. So right. you're constantly running from each thing. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, just just seeing my niece and how much she runs back and forth in her percussion. Right. Thing. And she's in high school, so I could imagine yeah. what it is, yeah, on the highest level. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's really it. I mean, Yeah, just know your shit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because, I mean, I think anyone can agree if you want to freelance well, it's basically like, don't suck and be nice. <laughs> Be nice. That's actually yeah. a good one um, that I'm glad that you threw in there uh, yeah. because some people forget their manners, especially very talented people can forget their manners. Right. Yeah. I think um, being humble is yeah. very important yeah. and just be polite, you know, because no one wants to work with you, even if you can play, if you're just not fun to right. work with. Because places like New York, there are so many great players right. that... There are so many replacement. If you just, there are so many great players. So yeah, you gotta exactly. have a bit more than that. Like either you're known to be very responsible or like organized or just nice person to work with. Right. Like being able to play is like kind of a bottom line, really. Right. Because that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta know how to do the job. <laughs> right. But then the other part is like, can people get along with you, and can you play right. with other people well, and. Are yeah. you on time? Do you know what you're doing? Are you competent? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know, little things like, do you know how to write emails? Play? Yeah, exactly. Just, or just anything little bit like that. Like to, I think to get the job, you need that kind of people skills. But then yeah. after you get the job, you have to prove that you can actually play. Right. And so, I mean, the, the first since I subbed on the first Broadway show, then I will sub on more shows. Mm -hmm. But then, basically, once I subbed on, this is another show called Anything Goes. Okay. And I was subbing for someone named Bill. He once hired me, and then that show closed. But then he got another show, and then he also asked me to sub for his another show. Mm -hmm. So once you build that trust, I think usually people like to stick to this, the same subs. Nice. And we also think about giving each other work as mm. a thank you, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and then eventually I'll get my own show. That's Miss Saigon. I ran for like limited time, so I only played it for a year or so. Uh, that was in 2018. But that yeah. was amazing, right? Yeah, it was to so cool. Your, to have your yeah. own show on Broadway? Yeah. That was uh, my first, so that it was, was your really first. Cool. It, was yeah. that was that uh was that nerve wracking that one or or were you kind of used to it by then? Well, so like I said, subbing is the hardest thing. Yeah, being regular is much easier. Ah, because <laughs> it's it's my show. I right. play like how I want to. Once I mean, you learn it, you have right. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I practiced a lot, like straight three weeks. I had to really put the time to practice and learn the show. Mm -hmm. so that was a lot of moving around and 
I'm responsible for thinking about okay, how do I switch sticks in time here and where to put instruments so I can run to it, yeah. make it. Yeah. Um, so, stuff like that, a、uh, regular player has to deal with. But once I learn it, I could do it in my sleep. Yeah. And, you know, then my subs have to practice really hard. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I'll help them. Like,、um, in that actual the GoPro video, If you look closely, there's someone sitting watching me play.、Oh, and that was one of my subs studying. Subs. Cool.、So、you have to come with music and just watch me do things. And then they have to learn.、And、in that show, because the room was separated,、mm-hmm. subs can come in during the day to practice actually in that setup, which is、oh, a great.、Cool. Yeah, that's like probably the best scenario. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to practice in the environment you're actually going to perform、yeah. in, that's huge. That's,、yeah. that's amazing. Imagine if you're able to do that for every gig where you just get to. <laughs> I mean,、right. there's some gigs I play where like, we don't even get sound checks. They're just like, line、yeah. check, get going, <laughs> your turn. Yeah.、Uh, but yeah, that's. It, 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 it's so fascinating, honestly. It, it's fascinating because. First of all, I had this thought in my head that it was so different, that your、mm-hmm. world is so much different than my world, but it's,、yeah. it's, it's exactly the same, but with,、yeah. with notation, I think.、Right. Yeah. And, I think it's the same the struggle of like <laughs> people underappreciating musicians. Of and, course. You know, always schlepping stuff, right? Like, <laughs>、um, luckily in New York,、uh, percussionists don't always be expected to bring their own timpani, but. Yeah. That's why rental company is kind of a big thing. Because,、mm-hmm. like, I don't even know how to drive actually. <laughs> and I'm probably rare, but, you know, pe- a lot of New Yorkers don't drive.、Often. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So the culture is kind of helping me that I don't have to bring my own timpani. Right? To,、uh, like, I don't even have a car. Okay. <laughs> right. I don't even have But, a license.、Yeah. You can't expect me to bring that with me. Right. I mean, I, I've been. Moving percussion all my life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I joke around that I have a master's degree in moving percussion <laughs> at Juilliard because that's all I did, I feel like. Yeah, the, the drums is a tough one.、Uh, even,、yeah. even, for, even for just you know, bar, bar room players. It,、right. You know what's funny? It's like my keyboards, because、uh, I'll play keys and I'll play guitar for some projects, but for the keyboards, I noticed that. I will be the drummer is done setting up before me, and I think that's、right. a problem.、Uh, that, <laughs> it's a problem、yeah. when the keyboardist is still setting up his crap, and the、right. drummer has been done for, for minutes. Well, isn't literally it because minutes. that's probably because the drummer showed up an hour before you? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sweating, going, like, come on, I gotta get this done here.、Yeah. Uh, no, but.、Um, You know, mostly it's because I, I have too much stuff going on because I、mm-hmm. just think I need to have that much stuff happening at all times, but it's, it's unnecessary.、Uh, <laughs> it's really all my own fault. So, with your, you know, I, it's weird to think about having to hop on a、mm-hmm. subway to go practice. Yeah.、Um, oh, but I guess. I guess so. Well, for you, for you, it's not. But for me,、yeah. it is. Even because、mm-hmm. I live in San Diego for, for about 13, 14 years, and rent's not cheap. It's not New York, but it, it's, it's、mm-hmm. not cheap. But you, you have the luxury of space. There's just、mm-hmm. space there. Like I lived in a、yeah. three bedroom house, you know, three blocks、yeah. from the beach. I had a garage、nice. and stuff.、Wow. So like it was cool. So like you're paying this、uh, exorbitant amount of money for rent, of course, but it, it's still, I, I, 
I had like space. So it, for me, it would be so hard to imagine. Uh, was mm-hmm. that something that was hard to get used to for you to the to like have to go to like separate places to do these like? Mm. I mean, it just for me, it just seems like a lot of travel. I don't I, a lot too it much. It, it would be too much for me to deal with. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you have to. So I, I'm just curious. Yeah. What, was it hard to get used to that, or once you got the rhythm, it was fine? Well, I, as I mentioned, I moved out of the dorms within mm-hmm. Juilliard days. Yeah. So, and as a percussionist, I think especially this is the case, and the pianist maybe, that mm-hmm. we had to go to school to practice. Right. And so as soon so. as I lived off campus, I had to go take the subway and, you know, take like 30, 40 minutes to get there. Right. And this is true to all the classes too. Like I didn't just have to commute for my practicing, but I had to get there to attend classes and rehearsals. So yeah. I think the idea of having to take the subway and go somewhere to mm. practice or to rehearse wasn't that new to me by the right. time I graduated. Yeah. And I mean, it was difficult actually to find practice space after school. Right. That That's why I think a lot of people want to stay in school as long as possible is also <laughs> to have access to instruments right and also like a soundproof place right i mean Somewhere... i'm scared even practicing on practice pad in this apartment like i, bet. I hope i'm like oh i hope the downstairs neighbor don't complain you know <laughs> so yeah uh, no. Yeah, like it, I get used to it. Yeah, it's used to it. it you know, yeah. even as I was asking the question, I was like, well, obviously she's used to it or else she would not do it. <laughs> so, well, but also it's like an outer necessity, right? Yes, you know, exactly. Um, when I was busy, um, I would like really only have time to go get stuff to my <laughs> studio and then run to a gig or just learn that hardest lick yeah. for this gig tomorrow and then i'll just book like an hour and then okay 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 i got this and then i run out of there (laughs) so i i mean i'm not saying that that's good i should always just go there just to practice Mm -hmm. on my basic skills but when i got you know busy yeah i think that's kind of how it was for a lot of my colleagues too is the studio space is like more of a storage and a place to practice when we need to practice right Right. Um, but I share with a um, few other guys. So right it's, it's, and then we use Google Calendar to sign up our time. And yeah. So, Ooh, that, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So I mean, we, yeah, it would be nice if I had a garage to just. Well, right. when we first moved back from San Diego, we were looking into going to yeah. New York because we have some friends there. And, I see. Uh, and we were going to just try, try the New York thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, we ended up staying in Ohio. Some mm-hmm. family stuff happened, so here we are. But we're—it's been great, honestly. The Midwest is. To be honest, I love not having to have um, to hustle so mm-hmm. hard just to get rent. That—that's the oh, biggest yeah. thing for me. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like I have, I have, I have extra money. Mm-hmm. I, you know, what I mean, like I have more yeah. money. Uh, yeah. So it's very interesting. To, to awesome. have that so it's so it's it's actually left a lot of room for me to invest time into mm-hmm. the podcast and other yeah. things so you know we're you know now you're here and we're we're at this uh pandemic and we're all sort of out of work um mm-hmm. do you kind of have any sort of anything that you would want to tell people to sort of do to sort of 
occupy your time and maybe your brain space so you're not mm-hmm. so because there's this existential angst that's holding that's you know right. everyone's feeling right now mm-hmm. and because the uns- the feeling of uncertainties in the air and just having things to sort of relieve that kind of pressure is just wonderful so i'm just curious did, is there anything mm-hmm. that you've been doing or even uh that you could think of that that you could suggest yeah i think um like I mentioned earlier, how I was a little down before yeah. by the fact that I lost all the work. But I think I am a musician to the core. And so I think if I look for creativity, creativeness, mm-hmm. I I was able to find it. So yeah. if, you know, anyone hasn't composed before or made your music before, I, I would try it. Yeah. And I think it's also important that you don't pressure yourself to always be creative. You know, yes. I think it's okay to be lazy. Yes. It's a really difficult time. And I think it'll be stressful. It's stressful enough to like that you, you're scared of this invisible virus that might kill you mm-hmm. is everywhere. Right. So I think, you know, you have to take care of yourself mentally and physically. So, yeah. you know, eat and sleep and like I need to do more exercise, to be honest. <laughs> I don't really like running, but that's like the only thing I could do right now. I know, me too. I hate it yeah. so much. Yeah, I hate it so much. <laughs> but it's it feels good after, you know. It so does, once, yeah. Once I do it, I, I right. don't mind. But um, yeah, so I think just you first, you know. Like, yeah. Don't worry about your image of artists. But I think you just have to survive. So staying healthy is important and... So if you feel inspired, then do music things. But it's good to give yourself some slack. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, also, someone sort of told me that same sort of advice, kind of. Um, but they added to it because he was a guitarist. He's a jazz guitarist out of Portland. Mm-hmm. And he um, he was like, you know, don't feel the pressure to have to be creative. Mm-hmm. He's like, in fact, step away from your instrument for a week or so. He's like, put it down. Mm-hmm. He's like, give it a give it a rest and and come back to it. He's like, sometimes for him and, and for me, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of other musicians where this, you come back to it and maybe something that you were working on before you put it down for that week comes a little bit more natural and you, mm-hmm. you just have a maybe a little bit better feel of your instrument and you just got a little bit understanding more understanding and and you didn't even do anything all you did was mm-hmm. just put it down and yeah. sort of allowing your brain to sort of process this information uh in the background so mm-hmm. and so yeah i i love that advice i love that like don't feel like you have to do it mm-hmm. and don't feel like your skill is going to diminish because you took a couple days off because you mm-hmm. needed time to sort of sort your own you know that sort out what's going on you know try to process what's going on around us so Mm -hmm. that's great advice and uh i I appreciate you coming on the show and 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 getting personal with us and and, you know (laughs) telling us uh, how you know the inside stuff on broadway uh now i know how to be a broadway percussionist (laughs) (laughs) well it's true for every musician i was just joking but yeah i I, yeah there's i i know that there's no place for me at broadway First of all, I can't read music very well, so that that's a big hindrance. But second of all, it's just too much work. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to and that. I mean, New York City living is not for everybody. It's not. Like and I, 
I think I love being here because of my network. That is、mm-hmm. priceless. Oh my god! You、yeah. know, and that I always. But then I always dream of those houses that you mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> and the cheaper rent. I'm like,、yeah. oh, space. <laughs> space, yeah, no, it totally.、Nice. It, it's nice, but I don't know. I did not want to leave San Diego. Like I love San Diego. Like my、mm-hmm. network is out there, you know. So、yeah. I had to come here and start all over again.、Mm-hmm. Which,、um, thanks to the podcast, made it much easier. But、sure. it it didn't. But still, it was tough. You know, it's tough to.、Yeah. You you spend fifteen years in a city.、Right. You're literally watching the scene grow and come up, and、right. all the people that you started with are now doing these huge, amazing things. You know,、right. and. And now I have to leave. Bye, guys. So、right. it was a very hard transition for me. But、uh, at the end of the day, this is—I would not want to be stuck in in California right now during this、yeah. pandemic. And and you know, I, and my heart goes out to anybody stuck. Like it, my heart goes out to you too. I mean, to everybody who's sort of stuck in that situation. So、uh, right. just be safe and and、yeah. wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously, wash your hands and、right. and and、uh, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time out of your day. And, Thank、uh, you. I'll be watching for your YouTube videos and your、yes. tutorials. And、uh, yeah,、I'll、now you、there. can be a drummer. <laughs> yeah, I started as a drummer. I started、oh, as a drummer. Oh, awesome! But uh, but uh, I needed more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. All well, right. thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. You too, too. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much, Chihiro. I truly appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your truth and your story and all that good stuff. It, it, I really, really loved this conversation. I, I just enjoyed it. I, I think that Chihiro is a, a beautifully brave person, and she's a beautifully uh, a beautiful example of, of an American tale, you know, like coming over here, you know, like uh, coming over here and making a life for herself and I just thought that was beautiful, you know, like making the life for herself, um, becoming the super athlete of musicians, you know, like to go to Juilliard and then to go to Broadway and, and to be there. And that's, uh, that's, you know, that's a dream of many musicians. Um, and, uh, and not everybody gets to be in that space. So it was a honor to talk to you chihiro and thank you so much for reaching out to me on that group because um i put up in that group that i was talking about um that i've been talking about sharing is caring on facebook uh it's a group dedicated to helping musicians reach uh, uh a thousand subscribers on youtube in order to monetize well that's just part of what you got to do to monetize on youtube you also have to have four thousand watch hours which it's a little difficult, uh, I'm noticing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I got videos up there that are in the thousands. Like my La Bamba ukulele video is in, uh, it has like 42,000 views. But I got about three hours or 300 hours of view time. So I have almost a thousand subscribers, but I have about 300 hours of view time. So I'm about... 7,000, what is it? About 3,700 minutes short, or 3,700 hours short. <laughs> so go watch my videos on repeat. <laughs> I need that money, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm fortunate enough. I'm in a fortunate enough position in life right now that I, that I don't need. Uh, I'm not desperate for money or anything right now. So, um, you know, my heart goes out to any musicians or artists or anybody in general who is uh, really suffering financially from this. This is a weird time to be alive, but uh, don't worry about me. I'm fine. Uh, I'm gaining weight and uh, it's not it's not sexy. It's not it's lame it's lame i'm in quarantine gain weight here's the shittiest part about gaining weight on quarantine is like right before quarantine i did a juice fast to get all that fucking weight i i put on over winter and christmas and the holidays in the midwest it, it was great i i mean i was down like i i was i i, I was goal busting okay goal busting with the amount of weight that I starved off myself by juicing. So um, so it's all back. Most of it's back. Um, I'm just feeling fatter than ever. And uh, it's, it's not pretty. I've been staving off depression because when I start putting on weight, that's when depression starts creeping back in. So I've been staving it off by uh, by watching my sugar intake and, and exercising a little bit. But it, I'm telling you, you know, you go to the store once a week and you buy all this food and then you come home and you're just like, let's fucking just eat it all. Eat every bit of it. <laughs> and that's what I've been doing, baby. I've been just eating. Uh, so it, 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 we, me and the family like to walk around the neighborhood 
you know, for exercise and to get a little sunlight. But other th other than that, like a lot of you right now, are, we're just sitting up in our house working and, um, you know, teaching our son school, which is the last week of school for Bishop. Thank God. I am fucking over that shit. <laughs> like they sent out a message like two weeks ago like just so everybody knows everybody made it to the first grade uh, everybody made it to the next grade because he goes to an elementary school he's in kindergarten and he's like so bishop's in first grade and so i'm just in my head i'm like why are we still suffering through this work not to say that i'm not teaching my son anything I value education very much, uh, but it has to be focused education for me. I don't like this, like, I got to go to college and take all these electives just so I can play guitar. But they got him doing, like, like stupid shit, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I can't even think of the stupid shit they got him doing that I have to be involved with as well. So, <laughs> so I'm just like, if we don't finish something, I'm just like, who gives a shit? You already made it to the first grade. You're good. You're in. Fuck them. Let's just not turn that in. Just don't do it. I don't care. Yeah, I was never one for homework. I still am not. I'm still not good at homework when it comes to like learning new songs for new projects and shit. I'm not good at doing it and sitting down. It's always just the thought of doing it that drives me up the wall. But, but luckily, I've dealt with my own laziness for long enough that I know that I have to just be like, okay, fatty. Get those fat tits over there and start working because this is just ridiculous. Uh, and it, the funny thing is that once I get into it, I actually I, I actually love it until I start getting stumped on something and I can't figure it out and I get very frustrated. But uh, for the most part, I really enjoy learning new stuff once I get past myself, which is a huge theme in this show is getting past yourself holy shit how much do we talk about getting past yourself um yeah so i don't know it, it's uh it I, i'm glad that i don't have to teach him anymore it, we're about to be not teach him but uh i'm glad i don't have to do this schoolwork. i do believe in education and I do, I have been teaching my son, but like I was saying, I don't like electives at college. So I don't like this extra bullshit that they just throw in to fluff his education. It's like, look, we've been just breaking out books and being like, read the fucking book. Okay. Read the fucking book. We've been taking Pokemon cards and adding them together. All right. Add this shit together. You know, the basics, man, the basics that that's, uh, that's uh, that he just needs to know how to add shit not get ripped off you know because the intelligence is there and, and something and he hates like it's funny because he hates reading you don't mind math at all go figure um <laughs> math and musicians you know um it, he does but he doesn't like reading he doesn't like to learn to read and, and that's upsetting because me and my wife both love to read um but he, i i don't know man he, he just he's very intelligent and he's smart enough to know that he doesn't need to do all this stupid other things that have nothing to do with reading or writing. Um, <laughs> but he, I don't know. He, he's, I'm, I'm just glad that school's going to be over and uh, that we can get back to just making him read and write sentences and adding things simply, you know. Uh, I'm not looking forward to, I don't know how long this quarantine's going to go, but 
me and my wife are very much considering just keeping him out of school and just doing homeschooling for the rest of his career, which I don't mind. I just feel because we get to put together the curriculum, we which they they have a state issued curriculum, but we get to put it together and present it the way we want to. So it's a lot of extra work, but I don't know. It, school was great for him as a uh, fundamental building blocks of how to understand, you know, comprehending how to sound out words and do basic math. But I don't know. Like I say this a lot. The new the modern educational system is is archaic as shit our current i'm sorry not modern our current educational system is is archaic it's built to make factory workers that uh, are to work in factories that aren't going to exist by the time that they are ready to work at factories i know it prepares them for college and other things like that too but um mostly the way our education system is set up now or currently is, is you know you sit you stare forward you listen for the bell to know when to go to the next place you're quiet you don't move and how are you going to tell a little kid to sit there and shut up and not move it's almost impossible anybody who has little children knows you tell your kid to shut up and sit there two minutes later they're fucking just ripping the fucking cushions apart and and burning the house down so no it's 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 not a good way i don't agree with it but you know that's what we have and and i'm willing to work with that Uh, or maybe i'm not i don't know maybe we'll just take him out and homeschool forever that's been reina's dream that hasn't been really my dream in fact i actually came to really enjoy sending my son off to school every day uh, it, it was a little break for both of us, you know? I mean, because you got to think about it. Parents get sick of their kids. Everybody does. But you got to think about kids get sick of their parents, too. So it was a great relief in that in that part. Uh, so, I don't know. He's awesome. That uh, How the fuck did we get here? How, why are we talking about <laughs> Bishop's education right now? <laughs> Anyways, uh, go to reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com and check out the latest single, Chloroform, uh, a collaboration between Reina and The Concrete Project, who is no longer with us. Uh, also, check out Reina on Twitch, Reina, uh, it's twitch.tv slash reinamystique, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E. Uh, you can check out our sponsor, Moded Studios. Get all your favorite embroidered patches and apparel at modedstudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com you can also check out we speak english good.com i have been working on it and it's been lovely um it's been all consuming i've been adding all 240 episodes to the 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 website uh it's a pain in the ass but it's awesome because i get to categorize and tag and do all these cool things so when you come to the site and you want to let's say you want to just look up uh, a guitarist i just want guitarists i just want to hear from guitarists i don't care about percussionists i don't care about bass players i just want badass shredders who, who are just shredding it click guitar on the tabs and on the tags underneath the episode and it will pull up every guitarist that ever grace the microphones on we speak english good that's right folks 
categories, organization, all the things I'm terrible at that technology has made easy to do. So please go check out wespeakenglishgood.com. Click around. There's tons of links all buried within it to that take you to all kinds of crazy places. Uh, um, I've been spending. Uh, it's been months now. Uh, it's took me about five years to do this. Five years to sit down and actually learn how to do it, and then actually do it and have the time to do it. Honestly, uh, so. It's been awesome. It's been a learning experience. I, I've been enjoying it very much. Um, although getting adding the right now adding the the podcast episodes to the website is the most tedious. And just the first hundred were fine. I was like, wow, I just like doing this. And now that I've done it a hundred and like fuck like sixty times or something, I'm just oh god. I have eighty episodes left. 80 my wife's like just do 10 a day or five a day you know it's not a race and i'm just like well kind of is i'm looking at twitch and the other and so i've been like in this if you're not familiar with twitch which i think you should be familiar with twitch because it's fucking it's pretty fucking cool i i you know like uh, i heard about it a few years ago at jre um brian redband was talking about how twitch is was just allow just then it was about three years ago just then they were talking about how twitch was opening up the platform to musicians and artists and at the time i told reyna and reyna was like oh cool we should check it out and just see what's going on and we did and you know that was three years ago she made a profile and so she came back to it now that we're in quarantine and we're sort of figuring out other ways of doing you know performing and and trying to live as professional creatives um it, it, she started back up and she's doing great now she's an affiliate like I, uh she 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 which is basically the first step to monetization well she is monetized now whereas on youtube you have to have all these four thousand watch hours and a thousand subscriptions Twitch makes it a little bit more, I think, attainable. Uh, you know, people are reaching affiliate really quick right now. And that that's one of the things I've been thinking about with Twitch and, and moving the show. Not moving the show entirely to Twitch, but expanding on the show on Twitch. Uh, I, I'm kicking around some ideas. And if you're familiar with the show at all in the earlier days, you'll know that the, that the show was kind of a variety show. And uh, if you guys have watched Quarantine Sundays at all, which you can find on YouTube, on the We Speak English Good YouTube, um, we I, I stopped doing them. I, I shut down the show because it was just too stressful for me, which is so ridiculous. It was just too stressful, and I, I just... I didn't like what it made me when it was time to go. So I shut it down for now, but I, I do want to do it again in, in a different format on Twitch. So, uh, but anyways, if, if you guys are familiar with the show, how it used to be or how quarantine Sundays are, uh, or were, it, we're going to make the show, uh, uh, the show would be kind of like that on Twitch. Um, so if you're familiar with it, that's what you would expect. Uh, but but what I love about Twitch and what I love about uh, this the 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 recording platform or the streaming platform Streamlabs OBS and then there's OBS. Now I know I'm going into nerd town for you guys, so if you're not interested in this, that's totally fine. Sign off now. I won't hold you 
responsible. Uh, but uh, if you are interested, uh, th- here we go. Twi- it, 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 what I want to do with the show and what I'm trying to figure out, and maybe, hopefully, maybe somebody can reach out and kind of give me more ideas, is that I want to be able to do the show, do sort of a live show variety thing on Twitch, but also incorporate the interviews. And so my p- biggest concern right now with the whole situation is is moderating the chat while also trying to uh, talk to my guest and stay laser focused and stay engaged, but also engaging the chat. Also, I'm trying I'm trying to figure out how I can record cleanly separately two separate tracks um, that I can edit on its own <clears throat> and post for the for the actual podcast release on iTunes. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can split signals. I'm trying to figure out how I can, you know, get get people on Skype or Zoom, Zoom people in so people can see the conversation or see people. You know, I, I just I'm trying to figure out how to do it all on one device it, because anytime that I try to do interviews on my phone on any kind of like video chat, it's always interrupted because your phone is always doing other stuff in the background, and so is your computer. But your computer has the processing power to sort of do it in the background without affecting your signals, um, for the most part. Uh, but with your phone, man, it, it just always gets spotty things. So I don't want to like pipe people in on my phone. Also, I'm working with a laptop here, a MacBook Pro, so it's not really ideal for streaming in in the first place. And, and so it's there's a lot of obstacles here, and I'm just trying to get past it. But I'm really getting excited about it. I, I'm I'm like really seeing the potential in in Twitch right now. So this is what I've been reading, just in in my casual reading, because my numbers are down. I, I you know I'm not holding anyone you know accountable for that i appreciate the guy the the folks who are sticking around with me right now during this weird time uh but apparently all podcast listenership is down about 20 percent. so listenership is down on podcast 20 percent, and and the reason that they were giving it was people are not commuting right now people aren't you know waiting to to in traffic while they listen to stuff you know like they're at home so mostly when you're at home you're engaging with family or you're uh you're watching youtube or netflix right not listening to stuff um it's interesting when you look at joe rogan's numbers his youtube channel i mean you don't get to see his podcast numbers but when you look at his youtube channel his youtube numbers are doing fine I mean, some of the guests, it varies on how many views it gets, but it's fine. Like, it's still getting, like, in the millions of views for for most episodes. So, it's interesting to see that video is still holding strong. So, that was the right decision for Joe, which is Joe Rogan, to put his podcast on as many different platforms as possible to access the most amount of people, which he did a great job of implementing and now you're seeing the results of that which is which is very interesting because his like i said his youtube channel is going also so uh, besides youtube getting lo- uh, a good amount of traffic uh, twitch and other streaming platforms are up by 24% so the deficit is 20% for podcast listeners but for viewership for online streaming and video streaming is up 24% now um, 
does that mean that if you move your your operation to twitch your podcast is gonna hit you know or have a better chance of hitting i don't know but what i do know is that the main demographic demograph demographic <laughs> for um the main demographic for uh, uh for twitch users are males 18 to 20 34 now when i look on my analytics and who my demographic is can you take a guess on what my demographic is and what the analytics are saying and who's listening and who's participating that's right folks males 18 to 34 across the board on every platform uh, on instagram on facebook well facebook's a little weird uh, because i've been building that since for like years now so that has a ton of different people on it but things that are dedicated directly to the podcast the podcast itself instagram youtube anywhere the podcast is is all the analytics say the same thing males 18 to 34 that's who plays music a lot that's who's interested in learning music a lot that's who is sitting there nerding out learning my fucking shitty tutorials they're not that shitty okay i, I just they I'm just always going to be judging myself, okay? I'm just going to always be like, oh, God. Like, I don't even like watching those videos because I just judge my form, and I'm just like, that's just garbage. But but you guys might like it. You guys might like my garbage. <laughs> I'm really selling myself here. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. So the idea is that the demographic that exists on Twitch is a perfect demographic for my particular whatever i'm selling over here <laughs> whatever we speak english good is uh so uh i'm really considering it i'm like i said if i can figure out how to get these signals so i can record things and make sure that i can because at the end of the day the podcast has been the it you know like to put the episodes that go on to itunes and spotify that's the show that that'll always be the show but I want to, uh, so I want to maintain the quality of of the show as it is now. But I also want to expand upon it on Twitch. So I, I'm having just different ideas on how to present it. Like, like there might be a different uh, presentation uh, on Twitch than there is on the actual the uh, the the podcast feed that goes out to iTunes and um, Spotify and stuff. So. You know, like maybe the there'll be, I, you know, there's just different things I want to do. So uh, maybe there'll be a section um, that just for Twitch where like I have games and I'm interacting and I'm taking questions from the chat. And maybe that won't end up in the final episode that makes it to the stream, to the, to the podcast feed. Uh, but it's something special for Twitchers and people who watch Twitch. Uh, get to have so I don't know I, I really don't know but it, it's so cool like I'm just really been enjoying twitch there's been some people I've been connecting with on twitch and so you're gonna probably start <laughs> there's gonna be a start you're gonna be a moment where there's gonna be a bunch of twitchers that I'm talking to but you know in these in these times that we're living in right now uh, for musicians who are looking for new ways of making income to support themselves because they lost all their jobs and all their gigs uh, I mean, Twitch is just a very interesting and, and very attainable and viable solution, especially if you have 
what you know it's it, it reina literally goes up there plays her song and it's just reina she just talks she does her wake and bake and uh what is it wake and bake and uke break which she does every tuesday and thursday at 8 a.m eastern on twitch uh twitch.tv slash reina mystique uh so she and she's just naturally drawing people in now it helps that she's beautiful and that she's a woman and that she has a lovely voice and I guess let me start over it helps that she has a lovely voice and she plays the uke very gracefully and she's a woman and she's uh and she's also attractive and like i said the main demographic on twitch is dudes so you know she's doing great with that um she's affiliated she she made five dollars yesterday her first day as affiliate she made five dollars that's right folks now, is $5 going to pay the rent? No, it's not. But how much money did you make on Facebook Live last time that you went on there streaming? You know, like, I, you know, I hear the stories of people, their Venmos are popping off and stuff. But we're like, we're about two months into this thing. How, how much more can you go on there and milk people for, for their tips? What's great about Twitch is that it's built into the community. Tipping is built into the community, which is wonderful. I mean, you don't get into music because you're trying to make millions of dollars. But once you get into music, you need to support yourself and you need to pay bills and feed your children and, and you know, buy houses and shit. You have to live your life. So money is, a, is involved. And it's like when people are saying, like, I don't do this for the money, which, well, I get it. But I'm not doing it for nothing either, motherfucker. It's like I, I worked really hard to get to where I'm at. And uh, the free gigs are behind me, in other words. <laughs> like, the free gigs are way behind me. Um, so, um, yeah. So, Twitch, it, it, it's something I'm looking into and I'm really considering. And, and even last night, I went and, like, put a profile together. And, and uh, yeah, because... It, what's really cool about it is that you start seeing the same screen names in the same chat you start getting to know people and you start getting to know different people who hang out in different uh you get to know who's who's in whose click so some people will have um people go out and represent their channel but not in a like overt and just shitty way of like hey fuck raquel go check out just joe syracuse no it's it's you know like hey i heard about you on raquel or i heard it i heard about you from just joe i love just joe uh i'm glad i came and hung out and what that does is that it's kind of a nice way of sort of shouting out your, your people but it's also a nice way of sort of connecting and networking. And so what happens is, is the fans on that chat might go and be like, oh, who's Just Joe in Syracuse? And uh, so Raquel's fans will go to Just Joe and check it out and he'll get more followers and they might like him too. So all of a sudden that he's on their street, they're on their stream. And that's kind of like how the community works is it's just you go into these chats and, and you talk and you meet people and it's, it's just very fun and it's a cool way for antisocial people like me to sort of be able to interact with people without having to uh, exchange real like energy and exchange real pheromones and, and you know just all that stuff that goes and in, that's involved with having a conversation with people uh, so it, I don't know 
I'm I'm considering it, like very much considering it. I. The other part about it is that it's gonna make a whole nother job for me. It's not. It's like it's a it's it's a whole. It makes the podcast even more complicated, and and that's. At the beginning of this podcast, I just wanted something that was malleable, that could move around with me, change with me, uh, and something that didn't didn't consume all my time because I'm a musician. I have a lot. A lot of my time is dedicated to music, so having a podcast on top of that, it was never meant to take over. So, if I do do this Twitch thing, it's gonna it's gonna just be more time on the podcast, but. I mean, what else am I doing? Like, it's not like I'm getting ready to go gig somewhere, you know? Like, which, by the way, I do gig every Sunday on Twitch with Rain and Mystique. If so, if you guys are interested, at 9 p.m. Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm on Twitch on Rain and Mystique's Acoustic Soul Sundays. So you can find me there. That's where I'm performing right now. Uh, my wife, I don't know if she's ever going to perform again in the real world. <laughs> She is just, she's all about this virtual world. Because let me tell you something. After you play a gig out in bumfuck, you know, Brohio or Minnesota or bumfuck California or wherever you're at, and you have the, and you get done playing to maybe a couple people in the audience, and then you have to tear down. It's like after playing to about two people who ignored you all night and you're completely tired, spent from exerting a bunch of energy that was not reciprocated, uh, it's time to tear down. And so it's time to lift your fucking monitors, those heavy ass monitors, lift your amps, pack it all away, and then drive that long, silent, dark, tired drive home. And then unload the shit if you have that kind of energy. If not, you just leave it in the trunk until fucking morning or next week. You know, it's, let me tell you, when you get done uh, expending your energy, even if no one was streaming with you, if no one was listening, which that hasn't been the case ever for Raina, by the way. She's never just streamed to nobody. Um, but afterwards... Even if no one was in there, even if no one was chatting, and even if you do feel like you just dumped your energy into a computer screen, you just put your guitar down or your instrument and you turn off the light and you fucking go to bed. Or you go to the living room and you go to the fridge, grab a snack, you're done. And all you had to do is just turn shit off. You didn't have to lift a heavy monitor, you didn't have to bust your balls trying to pack it back in the trunk the way you had it because it was a fucking it was a puzzle to put together in the first place and if you don't put it back the way that you had it initially then nothing's going in there because it doesn't fucking fit any other way so it's just a lot easier so i get it but for me i i mean uh for me i can't wait to get back at it uh i love going to new places and playing there i love going to new places i i love you know i love feeding off the energy of the crowd i I love i love setting up i love the process of plugging in my wires 
uh, that's just become fun for me. Just setting things up have become has become fun for me. It's like an old man in his petunias, you know. It's like it's just become a fun hobby for me to plant this garden and and, and grow petunias. Yeah, it's just something like that, I guess. It's just I'm getting older, and uh, organization and uh, and 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 putting things together and you know setting things up have just become kind of fun for me uh, maybe it's a male thing i don't know um, i'm sure it's not just a male thing it's like building houses or like hitting with tools i don't know if that's a male thing anymore or considered a male thing anymore but i do think that mostly males do that kind of work <laughs> not that ladies aren't invited it just doesn't seem that ladies want to do that kind of work they don't seem to be driven to <laughs> swing an axe, especially when ladies' brains work way better than just swinging axes. <laughs> it's like that's the thing about women is like their brain, your brains work better. Like, why would you want to? Your brains work so much better than ours. Like, we're cavemen slamming our fucking rocks against another rock. <gasps> <gasps> You know, like women are graceful and they can think better and they can process information and they have empathy. Fucking women, go be a doctor. Okay? We need more women doctors. Don't worry about swinging axes. Not that you can't. Not that I don't want you to. But I just feel like why when your brains work better than that? When your brains work better than men's and men just uh, ooga booga ooga booga ooga booga you know like they're just pounding things women go out there and be a doctor or something or a lawyer something where you have to use your brain because use those fucking brains or swing an axe i don't care honestly i don't give a shit i'm just saying ijs your brains work better what the fuck are we even talking about here i feel like i've been in here for an hour i have to get this edited and out of here Okay, guys, I'm, I'm sorry I just started rambling again, but, uh, you know, if you're still with me on this, then thank you. I appreciate it. If not, I understand. And um, these words are just going out into the ether that is the Internet. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You know, let's do it. Like, subscribe, and follow. Uh, like us on Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast, and leave a review. It helps us. Leave a written review. Leave a five-star review. Wherever you get your podcast, it helps us get found. Uh, uh, WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. Go check it out. Click around. Let me know if anything's any problems. You're having any problems with it. Write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. And we will be back next Wednesday with... I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, oh, here we go. With Rainus. Yeah, so Rainus. Uh, I, I forgot his last name. So so Rainus is next week. Uh, he is from Latvia. Uh, another fine, fine, fine conversation. I know I said that Latvia is doing okay, but he has this awesome story that plays out like an action movie or something about trying to make it into the border of Latvia before quarantine uh, is and lockdown happens. So, great story. Uh, fucking amazing musician who can speak English better than me, by the way, and he speaks several languages. Ah, I'm just a dumb American. 
But God damn it, I'm proud to be a dumb American. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging in there with me. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Take care of your fellow human beings. It's COVID, okay? Take care of your fellow human beings, but at a distance. And HJ's for everybody. At a distance. Okay, guys, I'll see you next week. Fresh.